0: Log Talk Radio Yeah Yeah it's Mr. Anka Fantasy Sports and Politics Crew Yeah Check Fantasy sports and politics. Ain't no other talk show hot as this. Cover every sport and we get it all right. Log on the site, you can listen tonight. Talk about the game, who in first place. You can even call up, state your own case. Football, be soccer, too. Log on, ain't nobody stopping you. It's fantasy sports and politics, crew. Yeah, yeah. Come, Come on. Fantasy sports and politics, crew. Yeah. Fantasy Sports and Politics Crew uh, Fantasy Sports and Politics
1: Crew Yeah, like on Peace Yeah, we well, yeah, yeah, we're talking about a piece Hey, uh, you know what? I-
0: Show me the money Let's look at it <laughs> Show you the money. Oh, no, no. You can do better than that, Jerry. I want you to say what you would meaning, mean, brother. Hey, I got Bob Cook on the other line. I better hear you say it. Yeah, yeah, no, no. no. Show you the money. That's not so you. Show me the money. Show me the money. Yeah. Show me the money. Congratulations,
1: you're still my agent. Yes, yes, yes. That's from Jerry Maguire. And guess what, people? Guess what? The new NFL year is upon us. Four hours ago at 4 p.m. And some teams that were in the free agent market showed players the money. I am JT, a.k.a. the master. And this is the FSP Crew Show. The number to call in is 347-637-3220. I'll say that again. It's 347-637-3220. It's a place to be if you want to talk to JT, and that would be me. Got a great show in store for you
0: tonight.
1: Sorry for the delay. I've been waiting a couple of weeks, a few weeks. Been intermittent back and forth, but I'm here, and we're talking about the NFL this week. We're talking about the NFL this week. We're still talking about the NFLs this week because, holy cow, is all I got to say. If you've been following what's been going on since 4 o'clock, I mean, you you know about the supposedly signings of different players, and I'll get into some of them. I may not be able to get to all of them, but I'll get into some of them. But the blockbuster, in my opinion, the one that was shocking, surprising in an NBA or uh, uh, some type of uh, uh, trade like that, maybe even baseball type of trade, was involved. My Houston Texas people. Oh, my Houston Texans, I love them. Front offices are no dummies. Um, they make mistakes just like any other front office. But they pulled off a deal with the Cleveland Browns, who have the most money in cap space and a plethora of draft picks and picked up uh, an additional draft pick, uh, two additional draft picks. I'll tell you this deal. Brock Osweiler, the B.O., and when I say that, I mean B.O., people know what B.O. is, body odor. Uh, He stunk for the most part this past season, and the Houston Texans were going to Deal with Brock Osweiler because his money is guaranteed, and he had a $16 million, $17 $17 million uh, price tag this year playing quarterback. So they had Brock Osweiler, um, uh, Tom Savage, and Braden Whedon. Uh, in, in not necessarily in that order, but they that's the three quarterbacks, and supposedly going into this season, Billy O, the coach, the head coach of the um, Houston, Texas, said that, that it's going to be an open competition. Well, it's no longer an open competition involving Brock Osweiler, Bo, as I call him. He's off to Cleveland with his contract, and the the Cleveland Browns pick up. A sixteen a six excuse me, a second round pick in 2018 and a sixth round pick this year. Now I'll say that again, the Cleveland Browns pick up Osweiler with his contract, which is 16 million dollars for this year. They pick up a second round pick in 2018 and a sixth round pick this year. Houston in turns gets a fourth round pick this year. So they have an additional fourth-round pick this year and saves $10 million in salary cap space and $16 million in cash. More importantly, if the Browns, I mean, if the uh, Houston Texans wanted to go after Tony Romo, it, it, this gives him cap room to make a move for Tony Romo. This is unprecedented that someone another team would be able to pick this up do this with a quarterback that's got a price tag uh um which involves sixteen million dollars this year and a bunch of guaranteed money Hold on a minute people i gotta i gotta deal with this. Um also. Now they can wait. They can wait if they want to. And uh uh see if the um Dallas Cowboys are going to uh and let me let me set this up before I say this. The Dallas Cowboys up until maybe two hours, give or take uh, a few minutes within two hours of the um, four o'clock beginning of the NFL year said they were going to release Tony Romo. In fact, they had told, told Tony Romo they were going to release him. Well, I don't know if someone got to Jerry Jones or uh, Jerry Jones t- personally told Tony, Tony, Tony Romo they were going to release him. I don't know if um, uh, someone uh, I, I wouldn't say talk some sense into Jerry Jones, but they backtrack about two hours, give or take, before the beginning of NFL year, which was four o'clock today, and said they they, they now were going to trade Tony Romo. Um And quite naturally, the two leading teams, and maybe some other teams out there that um, aren't on most people's radar but the two teams that uh, most people think that are a quarterback away from being really serious contenders in the AFC, much less their division, um, is Denver and the Houston Texans. And uh, Denver's still got issues on the offensive line, in my opinion. And even if I wasn't a Houston Texan fan, I would say Houston's in a better position with, with a very good defense, a better offensive line. Um, a, a very very good runner and some really skilled uh, players on the outside, not to take away from what Denver has on the outside, but I think the overall weapons on the offense and the uh, uh, defense, um, especially when Wade Phillips has left Denver, so you don't know what that defense is going to be like with somebody else running it. Um, and besides the fact, Tony Romo lives in uh, Texas, and it's like a four-hour drive and a forty-minute uh, by air uh, trip from Dallas to Houston. It would be ideal. His family's there. Uh, I think uh, he just built a house there. Uh, I mean, a new house. He, his wife is expecting their third child. So, this would be an ideal place for Tony Romo to uh, land in Houston. Uh, I think Houston had all intents and purposes to just hoping, uh, hoping, and when, or sh- excuse me, when. Tony Romo was released, they would uh, make a pitch for Tony Romo. Well, they have the cap space. They had 20 million already in cap space. Now they have 10 million more in cap space with this crazy trade that took place. And uh, before I go any further, I got my esteemed co-host, my fellow Jersey guy, my double J, uh, my, my brother from another mother, Jeff the Joker. What's up, man? Hey Jerry, well, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing. I'm hey Jeff. I'm elated. I'm elated, and so should you. You be too. There's been a, a, a lot of moves, and I've been texting with a, a group text that I'm in another fantasy league. That I, 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 guys in free agency, good players, going to ideal spots to make a big difference. In um, the team that they're going to Whether it's a wide receiver A uh, um, a uh, Offensive or defensive lineman A, a DB and, and They're going to Spots where they're going to make a huge Difference and make an impact On the team that they're going to I would be remiss If I didn't start off uh, um, Or come back and say This that I like this guy a lot I know he's been through a lot um, he. This is his fourth stop in NFL teams. He was in Denver where he got drafted along with Jay Cutler, and then he went to Miami, and that was short lived. And then he went to the Jets, and he had uh, success there. You know, the quarterback. Me. Excuse
2: me. Don't forget. Excuse me. Don't forget Chicago. That makes Chicago. New York uh, Giants his I'm fifth sorry. stop.
1: His fifth stop. You're right. I'm sorry. I, I did forget. And he and he had <laughs> uh, uh, very good seasons in. in in uh, uh, Chicago, including Jay Cutler. This is the only guy in, has six seasons of 100-plus catches. The only guy that's ever done that. Six seasons, 100-plus catches. Um, I'm talking about Brandon Marshall going to the pass happy uh, with uh, Odell Beckham and um, Sterling Shepard. And now you add a piece of a big receiver along with those two I wouldn't say short receivers, but they're they're not as tall as Brandon Marshall, who's like 6'4", six four, six five, somewhere in that range. Um, who's who's used to being a real a, a reliable and very good receiver goes to the Giants. I know all Giant fans, and I'm pre- thinking that you're pretty ecstatic about uh, acquiring Brandon Marshall to be another wide receiver wherever they put him on the offensive line, and another option for Eli. Talk to me.
2: Yeah. Um, well. You know, the uh, the Cleveland Browns just got B.O., Well, the Giants just got B.M. But uh, uh, I'm joking, of course, because Brandon Marshall, I, I really like uh, that move by the Giants because um, uh, Odell Beckham gets constant double coverage. That's going to create single coverage for Brandon Marshall. And that's a guy, I think, you know, he's close to the end of his career, but I think – He's a guy, even if he's not open, he's going to catch it. And uh, he's the kind of possession receiver that Eli hasn't had that caliber since uh, Plexico Burris. Giants were lousy in the red zone this year. Uh, Part of that is because their running game was weak. They still need uh, to upgrade at the offensive line, maybe at running back. But uh, a guy like Brandon Marshall is very productive in the red zone he's a guy who's also going to keep the chains moving on third down. Uh, I I like it a lot. And I think it's a very good move for the Giants.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've always liked Brandon Marshall when he's each and every team he went to, I think uh, um, except for Miami, if I'm not mistaken, that he had, uh, he was going through a lot of issues um, and uh, didn't really straighten him out until he got to Chicago. So, uh, but he was consistent, uh, like consistently getting his 100 catches, and was one of the best uh, fantasy uh, wide receivers uh, up until this year when uh, they had sporadic quarterback play, and he was at times playing uh, injured uh, or hurt, whatever, whatever you want to say. But um, he's going to the Giants. Uh, he's happy that he's going to the Giants. Um, he's not going to be the number one, and that's not a big deal for him. He He's going to a winning team with a chance to get into the playoffs, which he has not ever been into the playoffs, believe it or not. Uh, he's never been to the playoffs with a strong chance of the team that uh, he's going to now with Eli, uh, two-time Super Bowl champion, um, and, and being able to get the ball to him, uh, along with uh, Odell, who he can probably, um, as an older receiver, Who's accomplished, uh, even though he hasn't been to the Super Bowl, but he's an older receiver who's been who had a, a, a lot of accomplishments. Uh, can um, I wouldn't say rein it in, but show um, Odell um, a little bit of knowledge from what he's learned on the, on the journey that he's had since he came into the league, uh, and then also with Sterling Shepard, a uh, uh, you know second year player going into the 2017 season. Um, show him also the way uh, and, and and be a kind of, a, I wouldn't say mentor, but be kind of guy that uh, um, can show uh, these two young guys uh, 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 maybe a better way of going about things. But besides that, um, there's been a, a lot of movement. Like I said, players going to ideal situations. How about P.R. Garcon going to... 49ers how about the sean jackson teaming up with mike evans with james winston throwing in the football talking about dbs uh are going to be shaking in their boots anytime they go up the against the uh tampa bay buccaneers when they have to deal with uh, either Mike Evans on one side, big, tall, wide receiver, um, quite naturally, he's not as fast as Deshaun Jackson, but Deshaun Jackson on the other side had the most 20 yard receptions. I think it's 20 yards, maybe 30 yards, than anyone in the league. I think he had about 11 or something like that. Uh, I mean, it's, it's you're talking about being able to hit the long ball and, and, and uh, putting fear into the backside of anybody's defense. That's the Sean Jackson teaming up. Like I said, with, uh, uh Jameis Winston, Mike Evans. And I'm trying to think, of, um, I'm trying to think of the uh, tight end. Who's the tight end over there?
2: Oh, it, uh, it was the and Jenkins. Uh, that didn't work out. Oh, 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 it's the, oh, that Ivy league guy. Hold on. Um, I, I had him in a couple fantasy leagues. Uh, I'm going to look that up. Uh he wow. uh yeah. he had a pretty he had a pretty good season. Uh
0: Right. And right.
2: uh you know, with uh, a little upgrade uh will mm-hmm. uh he'll probably continue to uh to blossom, but um,
0: Sure. Sure.
2: Yeah.
1: How about how about the uh, uh uh um Matt Khalil teaming teaming up with his brother down in Carolina to to uh be another piece on our offensive line? Um, that's going. That's that's uh uh, going to be uh uh, a little scary. How about Kalei Campbell and AJ Bouye going to the Jacksonville Jaguars? One of the better um, cornerbacks leaving the Houston Texans and going down to Jacksonville, teaming with um, Jalen Ramsey. Excuse me, Jalen Ramsey in the backside of that defense and Kalei Campbell being one of the better pass rushers, and I think the number one pass rusher that was in his draft, that he's going down to Jacksonville. That Let me tell you something. That Jacksonville defense um, it has got a, a, a lot of high-profile players on that team now, uh, and, and I'm just naming a, a couple of them, two or three of them. But they got a lot of pieces on that defense. If that defense can come together a little bit more and play more – Uh, together especially with the pieces that they have and they are the i think they have the third most cap space i think it's the um uh, cleveland browns the 49ers and the jacksonville jaguars jaguars are the top three teams um that have the most cap space the cleveland browns have over 100 million the um the uh, uh 49ers have about 75 million if i'm not mistaken and i think the jacksonville jaguars have about 63, 63 million in cap space um so they spent it on uh, quality players and, and i'm probably leaving someone out. but a.j Bouillet and khaled campbell are the uh, highlight of the two signings that jacksonville jaguars have um Ashan jeffrey signs with the uh uh Uh, Alshon Jeffrey, let me add this, Alshon Jeffrey and Torrey Smith, two wide receivers, two different type of wide receivers, one a home run hitter in Torrey Smith, and Alshon Jeffrey who can make uh, plays uh, home run wise and also make plays um, to move the chains. Uh, Very big wide receiver, and Alshon Jeffrey goes and signs with the Eagles, Uh, that uh, uh, NFC East Uh, The two teams, the Giants and the uh, um, Eagles, have really shored up their um, passing game. Um, And that's going to be interesting for uh, defensive backs to deal with um, on playing the Giants and the Eagles. The problem is this. uh, The other teams in the NFC East, talking about the – um, Washington Redskins and the Dallas Cowboys Cowboys pretty solid still need help On defense but the uh, Washington Redskins Talking about And I and I also uh, Text this out in in the other chat The Washington Redskins For the uh, uh, This year and probably part Of last year or leading into the, to, to This year have become The 49ers Of two years Uh, In the running last year and the year before when I say this Jeff I'm saying that the GM they just fired for those who don't know they just fired their their GM Supposedly had some um, type of personal issues. So uh, and he hadn't been making any any really decisions They just fired him They just lost I talked about Deshaun Jackson and Pierre Garcon They just lost their two wide receivers who were thousand-yard wide receivers this year they're out the door. Their quarterback who they franchise tagged last year and a franchise tagged them again and can't seem to come to a long term agreement or don't want to pay him a long term uh, uh uh pay him long term money has asked for a trade, even though the owner who we talked to said that we're not gonna trade you. Now you got a quarterback that doesn't wanna be there. You got two wide receivers that were thousand yard wide receivers out the door. And yet GM just got fired. Man, that sounds like a whole bunch of dysfunction. And uh uh what they were from last year and the prior year, um you could Redskin fans, I gotta believe that they're on a downward spiral and who knows where they're gonna wind up. What's your thoughts, Jeff?
2: Yeah, you know, the Redskins usually have a lot of drama. Uh, they did have a, a good group of wide receivers last year because, uh, you know, of course, uh, you know, Jordan Reed, at tight end, even uh, Vernon Davis playing backup tight end. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think who they had catching a ball out of the backfield. But they had a, a nice group for uh, 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 Collins, uh, Cousins, uh, to, to throw to. Um, but it – The thing is, I mean, with all due respect in football terms, uh, Deshaun Jackson and Pierre Garcon are a little older. Uh, but you know, I'm curious what kind of plan they have to bring in some other, uh, wide receivers because, uh, you know, I mean, you know, they, they can draft, but, uh, I don't know how deep this draft is for uh, receivers and, uh, You know, uh, maybe you could start one rookie tight end. I think starting two uh, uh, might not be a good idea. Um, But, uh, yeah, for a while, the uh, Redskins GM has been AWOL. Uh, Right before we went to the show, it was finally announced that he was let go by the team. But that's, you know, with coaches, executives, et cetera, um, sometimes with players. You know, the Redskins are usually one of these teams that – they're uh, kind of get a lot of publicity. They don't usually get a lot of wins. Uh, you know, one, once in a while they'll flirt with mediocrity. But, uh, you know, they're just kind of like for a long time, It's kind of like the Raiders were like that. You know, they get some headlines once in a while, but they weren't winning a lot of games. And that's that's Dallas was like that for a long time, and uh, the Redskins also fall into that category.
1: Yeah, the uh, Bears get Mike Glennon. million for three years, strictly a a, 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 a pocket passer, um, big, tall quarterback um, with limited starts. But um, believe it or not, people, he's probably one of the better choices of quarterbacks out there. Um, I'm still holding up uh, um, that uh, someone's going to pluck a a gem from Cincinnati, uh, their backup, A.J. McCarron, uh, when he had – the time that um when he had his time to play when um Andy Dalton was hurt uh he played relatively well um even in the playoff game but uh um i would think that someone would want to take a chance on him being a starting quarterback cuz i think he's been he's been in big time games i think he even played a uh, uh when Andy Dalton was hurt he played in a playoff game so he, he and plus the fact he'd won a national championship on a, um, with a Alabama uh, and played in in the SEC, so he's used to a uh, high level of competition. I know college is different than um, uh, the NFL, but uh, I think he he made a decent transition in playing in the NFL, and I think he could start for an a- NFL team and play pretty efficiently. Look at the quarterbacks that are out there. You can't, you can't tell me that if A.J. McCarron got his opportunity that uh, uh, he would be able to play pretty well in some of these quarterbacks that are starting for some of these teams. Uh, anyway, um, Kenny Britt signs with the Browns. Browns have been pretty, pretty active because they got a lot of money. Um, like I said, they got over $100 million in, in cash space. They play, They also signed a couple of uh, um, offensive linemen, uh, so I think they're going to be pretty, pretty physical. Uh, 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 like Hugh Jackson uh, uh likes to likes to be um he, Hugh Jackson uh it loves to run the football and use play action but he loves to run the football first uh and he's a very good offensive coordinator as long as he's getting the pieces the Cleveland Browns have a lot of draft picks this year and and next year um and uh and a lot of cap space so they should be able to wheel and deal a lot. Rams sent uh, uh, Robert Wood, uh, I mean, signed Robert Wood from the um, Buffalo Bills to a $39 million uh, five-year contract uh, with just $15 million guaranteed. Um, and uh, uh, I've got to think that they're trying to get a lot of speed. Robert Wood's got a lot of speed. Tavon Austin's has a lot of speed. They just, They also signed an a offensive lineman who's, who is a very good offensive lineman? Um, I'm trying to pick, bring up his name now. And, 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 uh, Russell Kong. Uh, no, Russell O'Connor went to the. Uh, um, oh, oh my God! Now Rams signed. I'll, I'll tell you in a minute. Rams signed uh, oh, oh, Andrew. Oh, oh, you're right. Andrew, he went to
2: San Diego. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah,
1: Andrew Andrew Whitworth, who is even though he's 35 year old, a 35 year old left tackle, a left tackle. So he's going to be. He's going to protect the the blind side of whoever is the quarterback, more than likely um, Jared Goff. Uh, but who knows what's going to happen in this year's draft uh, uh, on what the um, uh, Rams are going to do with the uh, new uh, regime in the, in the uh, uh, Rams uh, building. Um, and yes, like I said, Russell Coon went to um, the uh, San Diego Chargers. And, and the thing about that, Jeff, is Russell Kuhn didn't have an agent He had an advisor but he negotiated for the most part his own deal and i think he he did that last year and he did that this year so he's one of a few guys that um um uh doesn't have an agent he he's his own agent and, and um this is this is very interesting and because because it involves in my opinion um a couple teams Saints agreed to terms with Ted Ginn. So, Ted Ginn's on the Saints uh, with Duke Brees at the quarterback. Ted Ginn Ginn is a big play waiting to happen. He's a younger, I think he's probably a younger version or another version, uh, 1B, I should say. Torrey Smith is 1A. Uh, Ted Ginn's 1B. The same type of player that is a straight nine player, straight streaking down the field, throwing me the football. Doesn't do too much in the middle of the field. Not too much of a possessive wide receiver. Big play waiting to happen. Ted Ginn. Um, goes to the New Orleans Saints. The reason I'm saying this is interesting, because there's been rumblings, and it may may happen and may not, and it's go- when I say this, it's going to transition to a couple more things that may happen, um, that um, Brandon Cooks um, is being put out there on the trading block, and, and, and the team that's trying to pick up Brandon Cooks, just listen to this people, if you don't know, the team that's trying to pick up Brandon Cooks is the New England Patriots. You know why they're trying to pick up Brandon Cooks? Because they need a big play wide receiver. And the fact is, and this is classic New England Patriot, that they have a DB in Malcolm Butler that they're going to have to pay at the end of the year. And New England is notorious for not paying their players they don't want to. And most of the time, they don't want to. So they're trying to broker a trade that Brandon Cooks comes to the New England Patriots and Malcolm Butler goes to the New Orleans Saints who are looking for defensive help. Now, a lot of people, and I'm going to transition this into another transaction that, that took place that has to do with the New England Patriots. If you don't know now that's saying, well, Malcolm Butler, why would he get rid of Malcolm Butler? He's one one of the best defensive backs. Well, the reason why they want to get rid of Malcolm Butler, or one of the other reasons why they want to get rid of Malcolm Butler, besides his, his salary. And, and, and um, they make that, and that that's coming up that he may have to get paid big money on. And they don't want to deal with that. It's because the Patriots, because the Patriots have, Sixty something dollars, sixty-seven million in, in cap space, if I'm not mistaken, and they decided to go out and pick up one of the top DBs in this free agent market in Stefan Gilmer from the Buffalo Bills, who's a free agent, and uh, he's going to get fourteen million dollars a year uh, for for doing doing his deal, and and he's going to play with the uh, New England Patriots, and. I gather the New England Patriots, Jeff, don't want to pay uh, uh, Malcolm Butler, um, and, and decide to. Well, they they need a wide receiver, that the big play wide receiver, and uh, uh, they they figured this would be a good time and a good way to, to um, benefit both teams by doing this swap: wide receiver for a DB. What's your thoughts on that? Hey, and also, Jeff, what's your thoughts on them also picking up Dwayne Allen? from the uh, Indianapolis Colts.
2: Yeah, you know, um, okay, uh, with Wayne Allen, uh, you know, Allen's pretty good. Uh, his issue is uh, staying healthy. Um, but, I mean, I, I think that the Patriots still have, he might be a free agent, but he hasn't signed anybody else, still have Martellus Bennett, and, of course, they're not going to talk about uh, how healthy uh, Gronk looks for uh, the next season. So uh, that looks like a pretty good trade because uh, when it comes to the Patriots, they, uh, they do like to uh, trade a guy uh, before he becomes a free agent. Uh, you know, I mean, the thing is, sometimes it's not a question of not wanting to pay guys. It's not being able to. Uh, you know, it's a tight cap. And uh, they uh, – you know, uh, Belichick is the uh, – I don't think he officially has the title, but uh, he calls the shots for the football decisions, and uh, he's the de facto GM. And uh, he's hes very good at it. And usually, uh, I mean, uh, you know, at the NFL level, to me, I, I, most of the time, I don't think a guy, a head coach, should also be the GM because I think it's two full-time jobs and you need some kind of checks and balances, but, uh, Belichick is, uh, unique, you know, uh, n- never lost the hunger after, uh, winning so many Super Bowls, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, it's just, uh, um, that, they, he Belichick makes a lot of good moves, and and when he makes these veteran acquisitions like uh, Dwayne Allen, uh, they usually don't have to give up a lot, and 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 the guys frequently work out. You know, the the biggest example is Randy Moss. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't cost them much. So, uh, right? Yeah, you know, I mean, say what you want about him, but I have a lot of respect for Belichick as a head coach and a GM.
1: And the fact is that the, um, and this it this, they only gave up a 6 round pick. Oh, excuse me. They they got Dwayne Allen and a 6 round pick from the Colts for a fourth round pick. So even though they got Dwayne Allen, they also got a pick back uh, and gave the Colts a fourth round pick. So, um, and and the reason I'm saying that is this. Um, they keep saying that they're not going to give up Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh. And that well may be true, but uh, you can't blame other teams, especially the, a team um, in Ohio, and I'm not talking about the Cincinnati Bengals, that have a plethora of draft picks and just picked up a second round in next year um, in the uh, Cleveland Browns that um, can package some picks uh, to pick up Jimmy Garoppolo. Um and uh I wouldn't be surprised that um if Cleveland um try, it tries to, to um pull that off uh seeing that uh they're more than likely going to um release R G three uh and depending on how they feel about Brock Osweller, uh they may Supposedly, there's teams that, and I don't know what teams they are, are inquiring about, what I guess, what the Browns want for Osweiler, uh since he's been traded to uh, Cleveland. Um, um, but uh, I can see them trying to, um, rather than go into the draft uh, and pull a quarterback that's not first round worthy um, draft him in the first round and pick up a quarterback in the later rounds um, that they would package draft picks to pick up maybe Jimmy Garoppolo Um, I kind of doubt if they'll they'll, they'll be able to pull off a deal with the Cincinnati Bengals uh, to get A.J. McCarron and and I know people saying well why are you so high up on A.J. McCarron well ever since that that the AJ McCarron's draft year which was a couple of years ago 2 3 years ago um i've been on high on him um i think he was definitely underrated uh when he got his chance like i said he shined um i mean he he did have his hiccups but for the most part he, he was on the positive side of of a performance performances versus on a negative side um, and uh he's just Cincinnati uh, Cincinnati's smart uh not to I guess out in the open off him, but uh, uh um, I would think that um the uh it's a possibility, you never know. The Bills also signed two fullbacks, two fullbacks. Mike Tolbert and Patrick DeMarco. Um like I told you, said the Jaguars also pick up Barry Church from the Dallas Cowboys. That's a safety. Um and, and I already told you about Calais Campbell and, and um AJ Boyer. Um the Ra- Ravens pick up uh, Tony Jefferson from the um uh Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I already told you about uh, left tackle Matt Khalil going to, um, the Panthers, um, Danny Woodhead who got hurt, who suffered an ACL injury to the, uh, um, is going to the Ravens. Um, so, I mean, this there, and let me see if I can name some other ones here. Uh, lines pick up a right tackle and, and Ricky, Rick, uh, Ricky Wagner, excuse me. Um, uh, let me see what else I got here. Uh, I can say Forty uh, Niners uh, also pick up Brian Hoyer. They needed a quarterback. They didn't have a quarterback on the roster. They pick up Marquise Goodwin um, and, and fullback Kyle Jusik. Um And like I said, they expect they they're signing Pierre Garcon. So they're they're rapidly trying to grab pieces to put that te- make that team relevant um, again. And the 49ers fans, um, it's like a breath of fresh air. Like a breath of fresh air. And um, hold on a minute here because Jeff is having problems. Um, they're trying to mi- be relevant again in the NFC West. Um, and they need to because the fact is teams in the NFC West, in my opinion, I've said this before, uh, here recently in the last few hours, are are going to surprise the NFL. The Rams are going to be imp- more improved. I, I really believe that. The 49ers, uh, both these two teams have new regimes. I think they're going to make the necessary moves, uh, especially at 49ers with a lot of cap space and being used and putting, getting effective players in there are going to make some really good moves um, and make themselves relevant again. The Arizona Cardinals, now Kalei Campbell's not there. Tony Jefferson's not there. I think they're going to take a little step back. Michael Floyd's not there anymore, so they got to develop John Brown and Jerron Brown and, and and uh Larry Fitzgerald, who knows how much longer he has got, Carson Palmer, they need a, another quarterback to groom, I think the Arizona Cardinals are going to take a little step back from where they where they were. Now, it, you saw things happen last year that they uh, um, had a the worst worst record, I think since Bruce Arians has been been there. Um, I don't think they're going to be that bad as bad as that last year as bad as last year but I think they're going to take a step back. And um, I see Seattle, uh, unless they p- improve their offensive line, I think they're going to be just status quo, uh, just about the same, unless they really in- improve the offensive line. I don't think the defense is as good as it was. Um, maybe coming back with Earl Thomas coming back from injury, they, they may come be, be that really elite defense, but I don't see them coming back. I don't see them coming back, and I think that NFC West is going to be a surprise division this year with the new additions that uh, each team has gotten already in free agency and with the upcoming draft because there is a lot of help, especially on the defensive side, uh, um, up-and-coming draft in, in April, at the end of April in Philadelphia. Not so much on the offensive side, meaning offensive line help, but there's a boatload of wide receivers, a boatload of um, running backs. Um, The weak point of this draft, in my opinion, is the offensive line and the quarterback. This is a defense type of draft, but don't sleep on running back and wide receivers because you can pick up a lot all through the draft. Running back, wide receivers, and, and and a boatload, like I said, of defensive players on all three levels. On, a, <laughs> on a, uh, bless you, on the um, on the uh, defensive line, linebacker play, and in the backside, DBs and safeties. There's a lot of defensive players that are going to shine, um, uh, in the uh, NFL, and I'm putting those defensive players and the defensive players that are presently in the league. When the DBs last year, Jeff, um, on social media about the speed of the wide receivers, how much it was lacking, well, it's the exact opposite this year. There is crazy speed, crazy speed coming out in the wide receiver position from college. There, I mean, there's so many guys that are very good wide receivers, um, and and have speed to burn, whether they're tall or, or or short receivers, have a lot of speed to burn, and and DBs, are, in my opinion, are put on notice that you better be ready because what's coming to the NFL from the draft is is is, one, is going to want to make a name for themselves, and I think there's some stars coming out there. Talk to me, Jeff.
2: Um, I'm sorry, I got, I got distracted by something else, but there, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you though, this, uh, this, uh, free agency, uh, put some, uh, excitement into the off season. I'll tell you,
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, you know, when I was a kid, the off season was really off. Now
0: right.
2: you got so much, you got combine coverage, you got a ton of draft coverage, you got this free agency, which has been huge stories today. Um, you know, um, uh, And you know what the thing is with the free agency? It's not just the big-name guys. I mean, that's a lot of the interest is from that. But, uh, you know, football team is, you know, you suit up 46 guys on Sunday. Um, You know, uh, I I heard, and I was just trying to find the guy's name, the Giants signed uh, a backup tight end, which they do need a tight end because they've been thin at that position for a while. Um, But uh, I heard he – one of the reasons he's notable is because he also plays fullback and uh fullbacks are kind of uh, out of vogue in the NFL for several reasons but uh I think that's pretty smart uh acquisition by the Giants if uh you know he he's a tight end who could also play fullback because uh, some running backs run a lot better with a fullback in the mm-hmm. backfield uh It could help out that running game um and so many signings and whatnot today and one of the ones uh stories that hasn't been getting a lot of publicity is um um tyrod taylor restructured his deal with the the bills because there was Mm -hmm. they weren't happy with him but hey uh he's been pretty good and uh i thought if they were going to let him go didn't didn't make a lot of sense considering that so many unproven guys are getting uh you know, big deals, Uh, Tyrod Taylor's body of work has been pretty good his first two years. So uh, I'm not, I think there was some behind the scene issues, you know, with Buffalo, which is, you know, because they have new GM, new coach, whatever, you know, maybe that had something to do with it. But uh, believe me, uh, they they would have been foolish to uh, let uh, Tyrod Taylor go. Um, That's true.
1: But the, speaking of fullbacks, and, and LaShawn McCoy should be, be good about this, uh, the Bills signed two, not one, but two fullbacks. Mike Tolbert, who was released or was a free agent by, uh, from the uh, Carolina Panthers, and uh, Patrick DeMarco. Um, DeMarco is a block, blocker, and, and Tolbert is on a one-year, uh, $1 million contract contract. Uh, uh, um DeMarco's got uh eight and a half million for a four year deal, so he's getting about uh two point two or two point one and a half or whatever, something like that, for uh four years. So LaShawn McCoy is another one that runs better with a, 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 a uh in front of him. So um you can expect LaShawn McCoy as long as he's healthy, comes back and gonna have a LaShawn McCoy type of year. Um with that uh, uh, running In in, um, um, in in Buffalo And I'm trying to think of uh, uh, Other ones that I'm looking at here Danny Wood I, uh, Like I said, uh, you probably didn't hear me But Danny Woodhead went to the Ravens um, I'm
0: surprised
1: uh, I'm surprised um, uh, Ra- The Ravens picked him up
0: Because
1: he's, he, excuse me, he's coming up Thank you. He's coming off an a, a AC, ACL, and, uh, um, uh, I, you know, I, unless they saw what he, he uh, is about in his rehab, they, that they realized that he's going to be an effective guy. He's quite nasty. He's a change-of-pace guy, catching the ball out of the backfield. I guess they want to have someone like that. Um, they got a, a lot of running back there that do um, – are good at doing different things. No one really doing a whole lot uh combined work. So they're going to be pretty specialized. And that's a running back by committee, um, which is a bad word in fantasy. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a four letter word in fantasy uh, running back by committees. That's a, rbbc is, is a bad, bad, uh, um, Ackerman in, in fantasy. Uh, Washington um uh, uh, Um, Redskins got a defensive tackle and Terrell McLean, um, and, and, uh, uh, the Washington, uh, defense needs somebody that can be a game changer. Um, Broncos agreed to terms with a a guard. They need offensive help uh, on the offensive line. They, They assigned, uh, Ronald Leary, uh, that was, and he's from the, uh, Cowboys, um, and and with that o- offensive line that they had in the Cowboys, he was he was a piece that was expendable. Um I also say that uh, the Browns, like like I said, I they decided uh uh trying to shore up that offensive line signed a, a center J C Tredder. Um quite naturally they, they for whatever reason they want to, didn't want to sign Alex Smack, who benefited uh, uh who um Atlanta benefited from going to Atlanta um that's one of the reasons they sh- he shored up the offensive line in Atlanta uh and and quite naturally made a difference. JC Tread t- now really takes the place uh even though it's a year late in, in uh, Alex Mack uh, of Alex Mack uh, to be the center a- a- in there. And also um and, and I haven't seen where 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 um Terrell Pryor is going. Um, he's supposed to visit the Washington Redskins, so he may be they may want to not let him leave the building. Uh if they have to lock the gates and and, and uh, um tie him up to get to convince him to stay in Washington with that dis- dysfunction that's been going on. But uh he's supposed to take a visit with the uh um the uh Washington Redskins. Who knows when that's gonna be, maybe in the next few days. Uh they'll probably wanna shore him up as quick as possible. Um but it is what it is. I mean, there's still some guys out there, uh, Jamal Charles, Adrian Peterson, Latavius Murray, there are running backs that are still available out there. Um, and, and, and believe it or not, people, and, and Jeff, Adrian Peterson is going to be turn 32 this year. Jamal Charles, I think, is either going to turn 30 or is 30. Both these guys coming off an injury, one a little serious than, other, than the other. But older backs that have been released by their two teams that are looking for a home, um, I don't know if – well, I imagine they they, they they're more more likely sooner or later will sign with the team. I don't know if it's before or after the draft. But Latavius Murray is the younger of the three I mentioned. Um, Eddie Lacey is another one. Um, and, and, uh, I'm trying to think, uh, Legarrett Blunt is another one. Um, trying to think who, out of all those. Okay. Um, Jeff, uh, what do you see? uh, What team do you see them possibly going to? out of all the teams that may need a running back, um, I'm talking about Adrian Peterson, Jamal Charles, Latavius Murray, Legarrette Blunt, Eddie Lacy. Uh, I'm, I, I know I'm missing somebody that, uh, but I, I can't think of him right now. But those are the four or five guys that I named that uh, um, that are right at the tip of my tip of my tongue. What's your thoughts on any of these guys getting a job and being relevant for their team that they go to?
2: You know, um, uh, I think because of what he's accomplished uh I think a lot of fans are interested in Adrian Peterson he's coming off uh, an injury and also when he when he did play for the uh Vikings he uh you know his yards per per carry were very low but uh, i think some of that had to do with uh poor offensive line and maybe they weren't utilizing him properly because uh he he doesn't do well running out of the shotgun uh a lot of running backs don't do well running out of the shotgun and, uh, um, uh, that, you know, he had very, uh, low yards per uh, carry with that. And, uh, frequently when he wasn't in the shotgun, uh, he guys were on, on his legs as soon as he would take the handoff. Um, I'll tell you, you know what I've noticed with them, um, the free agency, you see a lot of uh teams signing players from their, uh, division rivals. And that's been going on for a while. And, uh, of course the Patriots did that they signed uh, uh a corner from Buffalo. So um they're probably going to uh looks like they might be trading uh uh Malcolm Butler, I think is his name is uh their uh cornerback who they uh developed uh who was their uh, Super Bowl hero uh, a few years ago. Um but uh you know, that's an old thing that's been going on in sports for a long time uh signing free agents away from your uh, division rivals. That I'll tell you. Uh, one of the, the guy you mentioned earlier One of the classic Patriot uh, Acquisitions Was uh, Danny Woodhead he, uh, he started his career with the Jets And for a long time and, and my buddy and I used to joke about this He's a Jet fan That whenever the Jets cut a guy The Patriots would always at least give him a workout And, and vice versa
0: You know yep.
2: And so Believe me you know, so uh, after the Jets cut Woodhead, of course he becomes a star for the Patriots. And then I guess uh, probably because the, you know he he was uh, very productive, especially out of the you know catching out of the backfield. So uh, you know to, to, because of the cap, then uh, they let him go to San Diego. And uh, when healthy, he's been uh, very productive, also catching the ball out of the backfield. Um, but uh, I'll tell you, you know it just you know i'll tell you that Belichick is just uh, such such a sharp guy such a such a work ethic such a very impressive track record as a gm and a coach you know you, when you look at it, it it really is impressive whether you like the guy or not
1: all right well we come to uh, we got 3 minutes left in the show and um there's still still guys out there i just named about four or five running backs um that uh, are still out there. Notice that um, maybe some fullbacks have been picked up, but not one free agent running back has. Not one wide receivers, quarterbacks, defensive players, um, and offensive uh, uh, linemen, but not one running back that the free agent, I'm not talking about fullback, running back, has been picked up. That's not by accident. That's not by accident. And they may not be picked up until after the draft. I'll tell you the truth. I'm not saying some team may go out there and say, yeah, we want you. But they may not be picked up until after the draft to see what, what kind of draft, uh, how many, what type of running back they get in the draft. Because uh, who wants a, uh, a uh, two, at least two two named running backs? Um, Jamal Charles or Adrian Peterson, who's coming on, both coming off injuries and are older backs with a lot of tread on their tires, when they can get a younger back and develop that back for a few years and w- with a, a lot less money versus what they would have to pay for a, a veteran. Because most of these veterans aren't going to take the league minimum. I think it's about a million dollars, give or take. They're not going to take a, uh, uh, that, that big a pay cut. So uh, with that being said, uh, tune in on Saturday, Eastern Standard Time, where uh, Je- uh, Jeff, where uh, Vic and I will be talking about uh, free agency, and and also whatever else Victor wants to talk about. One p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Saturday, and uh, I'll talk about the uh, on Sunday, ten a.m. Eastern Standard Time, on a master plan. I'll be talking about uh, more develops in free agency, and uh, um. And uh, uh, other things going on uh, within the sports realm um, as, it, as it comes. Uh, but with that being said, I'm going to give Jeff an opportunity to, to say his piece, uh, put us anything out there that he wishes to put out there before we close out the show. Talk to me, Jeff.
2: Um, I'm going to change the channel a little bit to uh, boxing. Uh, yesterday, a very accomplished uh, gentleman in the world of boxing, uh, uh, Hall of Fame uh, manager and trainer Lou Duva passed away, um, at, uh, 94. Uh, yep. and, uh, he had been in failing Health for a while and he's a Jersey guy. He was born in New York, uh, raised in Patterson. And then, uh, when he became successful, he, he, uh, he didn't move too far away. He lived in, uh, Wayne, New Jersey for a long time. And, uh, he, uh, handled, uh, 19 world champions. And even with, uh, the uh, high number of belts, that's still very impressive because, uh, you know, we're talking a lot of big-name guys like, uh, I think, Evander Holofield was the most notable. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of, uh, you know, sleaze in the boxing world, well, in a, a lot of worlds uh, in the sports and the entertainment uh, businesses. And, uh, you know, Lou uh, was uh, an advocate for uh, fighters' rights and also... Uh, you know, tried to get kids off the streets and involved with boxing and uh, was a well-liked and respected uh, gentleman in the uh, boxing community.
1: Well said, Jeff. All right, people. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time is uh, uh, when, when we uh, get get back on the, on the train and, and give you an update of the news and notes of the uh, sports world. Um, tune in next Thursday. That's where we'll be at, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time where Jeff and I will be holding it down two Jersey guys, which make up the FSP crew show. With that being said, have a good week. We'll talk to you uh, later. Take care, Jeff.
0: Yeah. yeah. This is Mr. I fantasy <laughs> sports and politics crew. Yeah. Come check. On. Fantasy Sports and Politics. Ain't no other talk show hot as this. Cover every sport and we get it all right. Log on the site, you can listen tonight. Talk about the game, who in first place. You can even call up, state your own case. Football, b soccer too. Log on, ain't nobody stopping you. It's Fantasy Sports and Politics Crew. Yeah, yeah, come on. Fantasy Sports and Politics Crew.